This is Louisiana Raging Cajun head baseball coach Matt Deggs, and you're listening to Acadiana's best sports leader, ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com. And tap that app at ESPN 1420. He says Saints, Pelicans, Cajuns, and Tigers as much as Danny Glover says. It's Scott Prather on The Great Scott Show on ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. Welcome. Back into the great Scott Show, the great sports callers, open think tank. All right, joining me now, as promised, from the advocate, LSU reporter, beat writer, Wilson Alexander. Good morning, Wilson. How are you? I'm waking I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for waking up early with us. I know... Um, uh, Paul Maneri chatted with you guys yesterday, and let, let's let's start with what he had to say when he was asked about uh, you know Louisiana's Raging Cajuns and, and the matchup coming up here tonight at Russo Park. Yeah, first of all, he said how weird it was going to be to go and play them without Tony Robichaux. The LSU hasn't played them, uh, you know, since he died, and the uh, Paul was just thinking the last few days how weird it's going to be to go over there and not see him in the opposite dugout. That was sort of his, the first thing that he was talking about, you know, for him, Paul's a, a sentimental man and, and for him to not, you know, get to see Tony, it, it, he's going to, that's going to, that was sort of the first thing on his mind. But then he was talking about how much respect he has for this team. Um, he knows they're, they're pretty good. I mean, obviously they come into this game three and one. Um, and so he's, uh, he's expecting a really close game. All right. So, the the good for LSU so far, I think that the big one that that that's drawing the headlines that we know about that you've written about is uh, is Dylan Cruz. What's working so well for this guy right now? Everything. <laughs> he's really really good. I mean, two five tool player. He can hit. Just I mean, he's so selective with his pitches. He sees the ball so well out of the pitcher's hand. Um, he's got incredibly strong legs, and that helps him. And a, you know, really quick swing. And I mean, it just helps him create these incredible exit velocities off the bat. He can hit, you know, opposite field home runs, 419 feet, um, you know, singles and stuff. And I think the most impressive thing wasn't even that he went seven for 12 or that he drew four walks. He didn't strike out the entire weekend in three games. Um, it's pretty hard to do uh, at any level, at any age. And, and, he, and he did it there opening weekend. Um, that won't last forever, but He's uh, been really impressive so far. Wilson Alexander, our guest, uh, LSU beat writer, reporter for The Advocate. So on the defensive side of things, where is the uh, level concern for Maneri right now after three games for LSU? Yeah, it's uh, moderate to high. Um, he's has, has you know, minced no words about it. The left side of the infield has given him a lot of concern. Um and the thing is, so they figured out that Will Helmers isn't the answer at third base, um, but they don't yet know if Jordan Thompson will be um, because that Maneri's seen cons- some inconsistencies from him 
during preseason practice. And though Jordan played pretty well, he didn't get as many chances as Will did at third base. And then at shortstop, there was only a couple balls hit to shortstop the entire weekend. And so while Zach Arnold hit pretty well, um, and certainly hit well enough to give himself a you know a chance to remain in the lineup, he didn't really get to show what he's capable of defensively. So Paul didn't find out a whole lot other than Will is probably not the answer there at third base. Um, and so because of that, his, his his concerns you know still up there it hasn't been assuaged yet. So moving Helmers back to the mound. Speaking of uh, of the mound, who do uh, who does LSU likely to to put out there tonight to start things? It'll be Garrett Edwards. He's a freshman um, who had quite the prolific high school basketball career, as a fun fact. Um, and he, uh, you know, he pitched one inning this this past weekend, two strikeouts, controlled his breaking ball through ten of his fourteen pitches for strikes. Um, he's not a super overpowering guy, but I mean, he can still throw low nineties um, if I remember correctly. And uh, he's got some height to him, so you know the ball comes out of there, you know, pretty high up. And um, he was, he was, LSU really likes him a lot. He's one of their top ten guys as a freshman. Outside of what we've already discussed, and that being Dylan Cruz and, and him playing like a, like an All-American through only three games, but still uh, playing really, really good, and the issues um, you know, on the left side of the infield and the defensive issues, what is the other biggest takeaway from you, Wilson, three games into the season in regards to LSU? Probably just how many freshmen they're really going to rely on. I mean, we're, you know, we've talked about Edwards, a freshman, Cruz, a freshman, Jordan Thompson, a freshman, uh, even Helmut's there for a second, a freshman who's not going to pitch and you know might pitch tonight uh, an inning or two in release. Um, they use 10 freshmen opening weekend, and they're going to continue to rely on these guys. I mean, Javen Coleman was excellent in relief against Louisiana Tech, went three and two-thirds innings, seven strikeouts, one hit. That one hit was a solo home run. It was the only mistake he made over three and two-thirds innings. Um, they like him a lot as a lefty. And they're just going to keep using these freshmen if they keep playing well enough and um they're sort of you know it's kind of you know trey morgan at first base and they're starting first baseman he's been batting three hole against right-handed pitchers so they'll probably bat three hole again tonight um they're going to rely on these guys throughout the season um and their season's going to really be determined uh by how well you know how quickly they can catch up to college pitching yeah and and you know i think it's a sign of a team when you have that many young guys and Obviously, they're not all like Dylan Cruz, where it's just instantly is there. But when you're playing so many young guys, I, you know, I imagine that the uh, the finished product for LSU later this season will look a lot different than it does right now. You know, a lot of lot of lot of fresh faces, a lot of fresh players, a lot of freshmen. You uh, you expect some growing pains in there, but there's also a lot of talent on that on that roster. Absolutely, and the other thing that's kind of crazy about it uh, when you talk about you know kind of growing pains, I mean. The entire sophomore class were are technically in some ways still freshmen because they didn't ever play an SEC game last year. So they sort of called like freshman twos. And um, but they're you know LSU also now first time as sophomores because that's where they're at academically. But they have never played an SEC game and neither has this entire freshman class. So there's going to be you know it's going to be just interesting to see how they can handle that once they get there because the SEC is so competitive, especially in the West. Um, once they get to SEC play, they're going to be able to you know, match that level of competition when they've never played in those games. Great stuff, uh, Alexander. Uh, we appreciate it, Wilson. Um, I know with COVID and stuff like that, uh, there's you know, limited capacity, and the uh, Russo Park won't be as 
you know, crowded as it typically would be for a midweek game and, and one against LSU. But uh, I think we'll, we'll see you out there somewhere tonight, uh, maybe give you a, an air high five or something like that. But uh, <laughs> safe trip uh, down I-10 today. We'll see you tonight. Appreciate you taking the time this morning. Thanks for having me on. Y'all have a great rest of your day. All right. Good stuff from uh, Wilson Alexander, who does a great job covering LSU. If you want to follow him on Twitter, his handle is at WHAlexander underscore. And you can check out his stuff over at The Advocate.